This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. It's easy to get started. Visit westernsouthern.com. Now batting, number one in our hearts. At least he'd like to think so. It's the Jim Day Podcast. All right, here we are again, another edition of the Jim Day Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us, as I've said a thousand times, and checking us out. Because we are welcoming back someone who's been very kind to the podcast and kind again, and that would be Tucker Barnhart. How we doing? I'm great, Jim. How are you? I am great because I am a lifelong Reds fan. I have to be this broadcaster nerd who tries to be down the middle, but underneath I'm a Reds fan. I bleed it, and you guys are playing so well that it has just been a fun year. And I imagine... I mean, fun for us fans, but how fun for you guys? Oh, it's been a blast. Um, you know, growing up in the Midwest, growing up in Indiana, I, I've always – I haven't necessarily been a Reds fan my whole life, but I've I've watched Reds games time and time again um, growing up, and uh, it's basically my backyard. So being able to win in this, in this city uh, for this team, the team that drafted me, um, playing good baseball – meaningful games down the stretch and being right in the thick of it you know it's all it's, it's all that you can ask for as a player and uh it sure has been a hell of a lot of fun well i appreciate you doing this by the way just so the listeners know here tucker is the ultimate professional and gamer one we've got to call you in often when you lose and when we're doing zooms now we, we can't just come to your locker so we're at the mercy of who comes in and you are often there to answer the tough questions. And I appreciate that so much because you face the music when you guys have tough times and often have to speak. You're a catcher, have to speak for pitchers. So you're just the ultimate gamer. And, folks, we are recording this, full disclosure, on Sunday morning. There's a game today, and Tucker wanted to help us out and come on. So the ultimate gamer. I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that. It means a lot to me. Um, yeah, so thank you. I enjoy it. Coffee with Tucker right now. <laughs> it's coffee with you, Jim. Coffee with you. <laughs> Somehow there's a title to a show in there somewhere. but No doubt about it. So last night I'm interviewing Nick Castellanos, and you never know what he's going to say, much like Votto. And he said the line, happy people make happy baseball players. You guys got some happy people in there, no doubt. <laughs> I think, I mean, that, that I think happy people make just not just happy baseball players, but happy every. I mean, make everybody happy. Um, I think that if you can if you can be happy during this thing, during this marathon of a of a stretch of games, you're going to get the best out of what you want as a, a, personally, and then for our team and. We got a lot of happy guys. I mean, it starts starts with Nick. It starts with Gino. 
Uh, I mean, Gino's the same guy every single day, no matter if he's playing, he's not playing, if he's playing well, if he's not playing well. I mean, you, you would never know. You, you would absolutely never know. And to me, that's the biggest compliment that, that I can give somebody because admittedly so, I'm not – it's hard for me to do that. I, I, it, I'm, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and I think that's – for me, that's the best part about me as a person and as a player, but also my worst attribute as well just because I can get too far into my emotions sometimes and, and it affects me as a player, which, again, I, I, I try hard to not be that guy, but it's just who I am deep down that I struggle with at times. But there's a lot – I mean, everybody in our, in our clubhouse, there, there's happy guy after happy guy after happy guy, and, and uh, I, I like to think that I'm one of them, and it's – Sure, it's, it makes it a lot easier to be happy when you're winning, too, for sure. <laughs> no doubt, and I've seen you wear it on your sleeve down there in the camera well. When you make a tough out, I look away, and I try to close my ears. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. There's, if, there's about, if there's a piece of, uh, of the tunnel or, or anything that's down there that I haven't thrown something at or kicked or anything like that, I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> the drywall repairman has been busy over the years. <laughs> hey, listen, now I've gotten I've gotten way better. Uh, <laughs> 30-year-old dad of two, Tucker, is way better than 24 uh 24-year-old no kids, Tucker, that's for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, it's part of the game. I would rather you care than not care. Somberback, <laughs> whatever. I made a big out. Who cares? I'm getting paid. <laughs> I would rather right. have the other, the other extreme. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, you, I mentioned Castellanos, and this fascinates me. It fascinated me with Bronson Arroyo, but uh, he's doing the flip phone thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, is he a guy that you can get on, or are you just not leaving kind of go there? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think a little bit of both. Um, he is. That's who Nick is. Unique. Um, He's very unique, unique in New York, unique in New York. Um, yeah, he, he's a unique dude. Um, but I, but from hearing him talk about it, it's, it's helped his mental state. It's helped him be more present, um, and worry about the things that matter. And, and I think everybody chases that everybody chases to be able to, to stay where their feet are and, and be in a situation where they're worried about just the, the things that matter and that, and that for him. Having the flip phone is is the is the thing that helps that. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely him. We give him we give him hell because he uh, he never is he never is a part of the group text that we have because he just can't get them on this phone. Um, he never really knows what what time to be somewhere and when and and where to go because he's not a part of any of the group texts. So um, it's always like a the game telephone when you're trying to get hold of Nick. <laughs> You got to make sure that you get the, uh, you got to make sure you get the information right. Yeah. I got to tell you, there's a lot of me that's very envious because there are times I'm like, why didn't I just pick up that phone? Because I didn't need to read about whatever. And part of me you is me very both. envious that we spend way too much time looking at that doggone thing. You and me both. It's, uh, I, it's funny. I got an update driving to the park today that my screen about my screen time. And I look at that and it makes me want to puke. I'm how many yes. hours a day I stare at my phone? I, I don't even I don't look at that anymore. I see <laughs> it come stare, across I, and I'm like, I, ah, 
I need to turn it off, I think. <laughs> yes. it makes me want to smash. It makes me want to smash my phone. Because you think back, like, wow, what could I have done with those five hours or whatever it is? <laughs> could have done no something doubt. really productive. No doubt. You get, the end, get to the end of the day and feel like you're rushed or at any part of the day where you feel like you're rushed and then you get a notification like that. You've been on your phone for five hours a day. It yes. makes you want to puke. Absolutely. All right. You mentioned fatherhood. Got two sons now. Yep. How's that going? I follow the wife, Sierra, online, so I get a lot of these pictures and pictures from you. Yep. Um, the cutest of kids. And I know you. your wife is a gamer and, and during the season. Um you know, taking care of them. How, how's it been? It's great. I mean, it's the best, it's the most challenging, best thing in the world. Um, as I've, as I've gotten older and as, uh, the boys get older, it makes the, the long road trips a little bit harder, uh, just being gone. I mean, Tatum's getting my, my four-year-old is getting to the point where, or soon to be four-year-old is getting to the point where He's starting to say, I miss you, dad. Like, when are you coming home? Like, why, why aren't you here? And that, that, that tugs at you a little bit, no doubt about it. Um, but it's, it, it's the best. Benny, Benny, my youngest is, is a, uh, complete, is the complete opposite of Tatum. He, uh, Tatum was the kid or is the kid that will always do something. And as he's getting ready to do it, he'll look back at you, like looking for permission but Benny's the opposite, so you have to we have to get him off the fireplace mantle. We have to <laughs> pull him down from pull him down from uh, being seconds away from busting his head open or breaking his arm or anything like that. He just climbs over everything. But it's the best. Um, Tatum's all about baseball all the time. We wake up, wants to hit, wants to throw, wants to play catch. So it makes me uh, makes me really proud for sure. That is nice. Now, uh, are they left-handed? Tatum is left-handed. He he's all of a sudden he hits left-handed. He's got a really good swing left-handed, and now all of a sudden he's picking up the bat right-handed also, and wants to. He said, "Daddy, I want to hit like I want to hit from both sides like you used to do." <laughs> wow, so he like, even oh. knows that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you used to do. I'm like, okay, well, this sounds good to me. So we can we can try it. It's hard, but we can try it. So he's he he uh, wants to do that, um, but we're not real sure with Benson yet. He. He's, I think he's starting to favor his right hand, which is going to be good because he's going to be built like me. He's going to be short and stocky, and uh, hopefully he's a catcher, so we'll see. <laughs> wow, I've come across many former players that have a son, and that day that they realize he's left-handed, which is, <laughs> can be such an advantage, it's, that's, that's beautiful to know. So maybe yes, a, maybe no a doubt. Switch hitter as switch well. Switch hit and center fielder. Because he's going to run – he's going to – I, he's already faster than me because my wife my wife ran track in high school and she was a cheerleader so she's she's very athletic so thankfully he runs like her closer to her than the, than me so maybe he's got a chance to to play in the outfield wow good. you heard it here first folks we're gonna go back <laughs> years later see if this comes to fruition uh speaking of you at the plate now that you have gone away from switch hitting hitting only left-handed and the numbers have gotten better uh, you've got to be happy, and I know you're never satisfied. I, I know Major League Baseball players hate that word. No, I'm not satisfied. If I satisfied, I'd hit 1,000, which no one's ever done. <laughs> but um, the the numbers are better, and I, you have to feel good about what you've been able to do at the plate this season. No doubt, I, I worked. I worked very hard um, this winter, just trying to figure out or or 
or become more confident hitting left on left pitching. Um, obviously, because it's not something that I've done uh, a ton, and I'm continuing to to figure it out and get better. But um, I work I, I work really hard, just kind of doing some soul searching and figure out figuring out and finding the best version of myself. And I I think that's showing right now. Uh, I, I'm I'm naturally a left handed hitter. That was one of the the key decisions or determining factors of why I decided to just continue to hit left-handed. Um, like I said, cause it was my natural side or it is my natural side. Um, and I just felt confident that, that eventually that I would get to a point where it, it didn't matter if I was facing a lefty or a righty. And I think I'm, I'm approaching, I'm approaching that, um, that level, I guess it would, in, in my eyes, in my opinion. Um, but, but that's the, that's the goal. I mean, you don't want to be in a situation where, teams are confident that if they bring in a different or a lefty or a righty that that it's a it's a drastic difference in the type of player or type of hitter uh, that I am and I, I owe a lot of people a lot of credit for 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 the help that, that I've gotten this um, I would say the last 18 months as far as figuring that out and, and when working towards figuring it out so uh, yeah I, I'm satisfied isn't the isn't the right word obviously like you said but uh, proud and, comp- and, and proud of what I'm doing at the plate is uh, is is absolutely an accurate statement. Uh, it's been fun to watch, um, and I'm happy for you. Obviously, there's uh, an interesting dynamic, and we've talked about this many times on the air. And I got to tell you, you've got a rookie in Tyler Stevenson who is a high draft pick and obviously performing well. Um, still has some ways to go defensively. Now, I've seen over the years, tenu- not tenuous relationships, but not necessarily genuine relationships where the veteran is helping out the young guy because who knows, you know, in pro baseball, you don't know what's going to happen, and the guy could take a spot on the team. Not that you're not going to have a spot somewhere in Major League Baseball, but you want it to be here. And you seem like you have been very open from the get-go. Tyler Stevenson told me you came up to him very early on and said, if you have any questions, you come ask me. I've been there. I've been when you where you are, and you come ask me. It seems genuine. What has it been like as the veteran with the rookie up-and-comer? It's It's been great. Uh, I'm – I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That's like, that's the, one of the first things I told Tyler, I, I told him, I said, look, man, it's like, I want you to know that I've got your back regardless of the situation, whether you're playing, whether I'm playing, whether neither of us are playing and somebody else is playing, whatever, if whatever the situation may be, like, I want you to know that I got your back and know that I'm never going to be in a situation. I mean, I'd be lying to you if I told you I didn't want to play every day. Yeah. I mean, is that real? Is that realistic? No, I mean, it's, it's completely unrealistic. But I think that that each and every person in my situation or in any situation would tell you that they want to play every day. That's one of the reasons why we're all here at this level, because we are competitive and and we want to play. However, like I said, it's unrealistic. Um, and so for me, I. I, I wanted I, I want Tyler to I wanted Tyler to know and I want Tyler to know that I have his back and that, that any situation that he has a question about or 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 anything that he can come to me and know that it's a genuine like I, I'm helping him or trying to help him or giving him advice from experiences that I've had and um 
because at the end of the day, for me, it's it's about this team winning, and that's just that's the end of that's where it begins and ends. And if that is with me behind the plate, great. If that's with Tyler behind the plate, great. It, it, it's whatever situation that we we find ourselves in, we have to figure out the way the way to get the best out of it. And whether the staff believes that Tyler should play today or tomorrow, or I should play today or tomorrow, it, that doesn't matter. It's just about getting the best out of our position behind the plate and at the plate that we can. And I, I'd never want to be that guy that's just, that, that appears jealous or anything like that. And because that's not me, that, that's not, that's not how I am as a person. And, and I want and I, like I said, I wanted Tyler to know that he, he's got a, a, not only a teammate in me, but a friend in me and that he can confide in and, and, and get an answer or, get advice on anything and everything that he, that he possibly possibly needs. And he's killing it, man. He's doing such a great job. I'm super proud of him. Um, he's, he's taken on the role of learning how to hit at the big league level, learning how to catch at the big league level, learning how to manage a staff at the big league level, which is all very hard to do. Um, and he's doing it on the fly in the middle of a, a, a playoff race. And he, like I said, he's killing it. So I'm, I'm very happy for him. I'm I'm super excited to to share the position with him, um, and 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 we, in my opinion, there's no better catching combination in the big leagues than than what we got rolling out right now. Oh, the numbers that you guys have put up. You just look at the numbers combined. You guys offensively and then defensively. Obviously, you're a Gold Glove catcher, and uh, he's coming along defensively and getting better. But it helps that he's a good kid too. I mean, we're not talking no. about a, a jerk here. No doubt, you can't you can't help but root for the guy. Um, he's great. His his fiance is great. Um, our wives or she and and my wife get along great. His family's awesome. So yeah, man, you can't you can't help but root for the guy. Um, and I'm I'm really damn glad he's my teammate. Now I'll ask one Debbie Downer question. This is sort of Debbie <laughs> Downer question. You, you you have a an option, a team option for a contract next year. So you are a, a little bit in limbo. You don't know if that's going to be picked up. I imagine you hope that it is. And what's it like playing with that? Is that something you just keep out of your mind that you just got to focus on this season? Well, I, I think yes and no. I, I think it's one of those things where you'll hear, you hear people talk all the time, like, oh, I'm only focused on this. I'm only focused on that. And and to me, I don't understand how that's actually like real or like an honest a real, answer a real honest answer i don't yes. understand i can't i can't get with that yeah um well it's so, not realistic it's not human it's human nature right exactly exactly so 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 saying that i haven't that i that i haven't thought about it at times i mean obviously we play so many games that i don't think about it every single day but right. there are times where it cre- creeps into my head and 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 you're exactly right i would love to to play here i would there's nothing there's nothing more for me like I said earlier, this is my backyard. I, I can make it to my house in India in, in under two hours. So, like, this is the best scenario, best case scenario for yeah. me um, to be drafted by the Reds, to to make it to the big league with the Reds, do all like do everything that I've been fortunate enough to do in my career so far here in Cincinnati. Um, there's nothing more that I would want to to play the rest of my career here now is that realistic i'm not sure i don't know um so i've i've thought about it at times but i tried i try not to because it 
just added stress that it's not really there's nothing really I can do other than play and control what I can what I can which is on the field so um yeah I thought about it at times it's it's a little stressful at times but at the end of the day it's the it's the nature of the beast and for me it's it's been fun it's been fun for to add a little bit more fuel to the fire or pressure I guess it's been it's been interesting and uh it's something that, that a challenge that I've faced head on and I uh I like where I'm at. So, uh, like I said, I hopefully, hopefully it's here in Cincinnati. Um, but the, the nature of the business is that there's a chance that, the, that it's not. And, uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll see. I, I'm really focused on w- winning right now. And I think if we continue to put, uh, good games together and, uh, and win ball games that everything's going to take care of itself. Well, you got my vote because we talked about it tandem i mean it's perfect it's lefty righty it's you guys get along uh you need two catchers in today's baseball i i can't see why it's not a, a win-win plus you know tyler's being mixed in at other positions now we've seen him at first we might even see him i've seen him take balls in the outfield who knows you can mix his that bat in uh i think it's a great situation but that that's just me i'm just little old me i don't have any say <laughs> well, in the matter I appreciate it, Jim. <laughs> I've always loved the honesty of Tucker Barnhart. He's insightful. He's thoughtful. He's just a good dude. And we'll get back to that good dude here in a moment after this message from Western and Southern Financial Group. Life is full of questions. Like, when should I start thinking about life insurance? But however difficult these questions may be, Western and Southern can help you answer them. Backed by over 130 years of experience, together we can look ahead to leave the unknown behind. Western and Southern Financial Group, life insurance, retirement, and investments. Products issued by member companies of Western and Southern Financial Group, Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey, I haven't talked to you, at least on this podcast, post-Wade Miley no-hitter, which was a great night. I always hearken back. There's a picture you got. I don't know who took it. Probably Jorge Merlos. Uh, you guys are sitting on the stairs in Cleveland. It's after the game. And you can just tell the genuine Ooh. smile that it was like one of the greatest moments of your baseball lives. You can just read it on your faces. I don't know if you know which picture I'm talking about, but it's a great picture. And how special was that night that oh, was unbelievable um uh, it you know i think that and, and anybody that i would be fortunate enough to catch in that situation um it would be incredibly special but i, I but with wade it just makes it a little bit more for me wade and i have gotten really close and um we play golf together um our boys hang out together and stuff and so it, it's just He's become a really good friend of mine, um, and he, the type of guy he is, he, you know, he, he keeps everybody light. The, one of the better – the thing that I – when I think about when I think about that night is there could legitimately be a book written about that evening and just everything that went on um, either before, during, or after the game. So just to let you in on a little bit of I'm going to tell you a couple stories about it, which oh, I think Oh, please nece- do. Bring it on. Necessary. Are necessary to be known. Um, so we were in, 
we had a there was about a two hour rain delay before the game even started. Right. And so so your starting pitcher Wayne Miley was uh, running his mouth in the clubhouse like he always does in the best way possible, <laughs> and he he organized he organized a, a, a game of high card for everybody. So he's in the middle. He's actually on his knees on the floor shuffling cards in the middle of the clubhouse um, so that everybody could draw their own card and he organized all of that. So that that's one of them. And we're ta- we're talking about we're talking about 30 minutes before some guys the, you don't even look at when they're starting. Exactly. They there are, talk there to are guys, them. There are guys you don't say a word to. Yeah. You don't know if they're going to bite your head off or anything right. like that. So that that happened. Um Let's see. There's a, the the game happened. Everything happened during the game. I I it was in the eighth inning. I hadn't peed all game. I hadn't peed all game in the bottom of the eighth inning. Or excuse me, the top of the eighth inning. I walked down to the bathroom and I and I and I I peed in, in in the dugout bathroom. And I'm thinking to myself, "You idiot! You just ruined this entire thing." Thankfully, it didn't. It didn't work that way. But yeah, I thought I ruined it when I when I had to go to the bathroom in the eighth. Um, so we had it was nothing to nothing into the ninth inning, as everybody knows now. Um, and so in the bullpen, when when things like when when the offense is struggling or we need to change things up, it happens in the dugout too. People will change spots. They'll go different places. And so apparently, Lucas Sims went uh, to the bathroom. And the leadoff guy got on. Um, then I think uh, the Indians closer, Classe, made an error. And so the guys in the bullpen made Lucas stay in the bathroom for the entire inning. And we ended up scoring three runs. So he spent the entire ninth inning in the bathroom <laughs> in the bullpen. Did not know that one. Had no idea. So then <laughs> then it comes down another bullpen story. that, I, that I'm getting these stories from Sean Doolittle, which – him telling him are, are incredible. So Amir apparently when Wade went out for the eighth inning was like fired up that they were letting him stay in the game. He's like, Oh, the, David, David and, and, and DJ are letting him stay in the game. This is awesome. Cause like at that time we hadn't had a lot of guys go deep into the game. And so the ninth inning rolls around and Amir's like, yeah, they're sending him back out for the ninth. You don't have a CG. He's going to have a complete game. And so after the, so after the final out, Everybody's running on the field, and uh, Amir looked at, at Doolittle. And he goes, "Hell yeah, complete game! He threw a complete game." And Doolittle looked at Amir. He said, "He threw a no hitter," and he <laughs> <laughs> so it had no idea. <laughs> but but probably the best of all the stories. So in Cleveland, where we stay at the Marriott, which is you can walk to the park. Yeah, you can walk to the park. And so we, at the time we still had the, the taxi squad, there were more guys on the taxi squad still because of, of COVID and, and everything, because it was early on in the year. And so Art Warren it was with us on the taxi squad at the time. Hadn't been, we hadn't called him up yet. He does all of his work uh, before the game, BP throws, does everything that the, the taxi squad guys would do. And then they weren't allowed to be at the ballpark. So they, it was kind of like the DL or if a guy were suspended, they had to go, like, go back to the hotel or, or sit in a suite and watch the game or buy a ticket. So Art went back to the hotel. He was, from his, his words, he, took, he was taking a bath during the game. And so 
the ninth inning rolls around and we scored we scored a couple runs and everybody knew that Wade had a no hitter going. Art said he jumped out of the bath, put his clothes on, and ran back to the uh, to the ballpark and had to like talk a security guard into letting him back in so he could celebrate with everybody after the game. So that that to me was was awesome. He said he was running through the streets of Cleveland to get back to the uh, to get back to the ballpark. So the uh, some of the stories, man, it, that in a long-winded way to answer your question, it, it just was such a special night. I mean, there's so many things that that I'll never forget from that from that day, from that night. Um, yeah, it just it, it was a very Wade Miley way of throwing and like uh, throwing a no hitter. There were so many things that when you look back and you listen to people tell stories, it, of course, like it wasn't the perfect night. It, it there were. There was so, it was nothing to nothing into the ninth inning. There were just so many things that are just so Wade Miley that that night kind of wrapped into one. It's just it, it was amazing and and something that that I'll never forget. I'm so happy for Wade, um, and it could it, in my opinion couldn't have happened to a better dude. Yeah, there's so many of those stories, and uh, Tyler Stevenson actually told a, a story of it was a long top of the ninth since you guys scored some runs so he went under the throw and Tyler I guess was going to the restroom and again he he did the same thing like oh my gosh I just ruined it why did I go to the bathroom (laughs) he comes out of the bathroom and Wade is there and he needs someone to throw with to keep his arm warm and Tyler said it took his breath away he's like me I don't I don't I, I don't want to mess this up so oh, but Wade man. made him throw so he reluctantly did so. It's hard to keep Sonny Gray in one spot. He didn't want to move in the dugout. Uh, so there's just tons of, of, of those. Uh, I remember Wade, Wade has told that story about Tyler playing catch with him. And he said it was like throwing to like to uh, uh, like a wall. He said he was like emotionless. He didn't like he didn't look he didn't look him in the eye. Scared he didn't to do death. Anything. He was scared to death. As he said, <laughs> so funny, so uh, funny. But you say it couldn't happen to a better dude. I love characters in baseball, and Wade Miley is certainly unique. And everyone talks about that he never shuts up, and he even talks more during starts in the dugout. Uh, can you capsulate just his? personality and sense of humor or is that even possible no i don't think it's possible um no i you know i don't think it is possible i think for me it's wade talks more about hitting than he does pitching and so he he thinks he's gonna like hit a homer in every game he, he pitches in and he hits so when he doesn't do that he's pissed off um and so, like, he's always – I mean, last night was a perfect example. We were in the training room getting stretched out before the game, and he was 30 minutes from going out for his – or 30 minutes before the game starting, and uh, he's talking about the hitting adjustments that he made. So, you know, <laughs> it, so we're just – you never know – I mean, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, he can't <laughs> – I just – he's just – he's a beauty. Uh, it's about his clo- – like – the only thing I can really say that de- depicts Wade Miley is that he's a beauty. Like, there's just no other way of putting it. It's, it's he, just, he's a, spe- a special dude. Yeah, he, he is a beaut. He was on this podcast and he's talking about going to New York City for the first time. And he <laughs> just, he's a country guy. He, he doesn't, 
and like the city. He said he went out of the hotel and he he saw a I love the way he says McDonald's. He says McDonald's. I yep. saw a triple decker <laughs> McDonald's and I turned right around and I went back to the hotel. This place is not for me. Oh and, man. <laughs> McDonald's. Uh, I can hear him saying it. <laughs> which Oh, which I love. I, I hope he's around as well. Um, Me too. The riders. Where do the riders stand? You guys still the riders going? haven't. The riders haven't ridden lately. Um, Milwaukee's had, a good city though for it, isn't it? Milwaukee's a good riding city. Um, St. Louis is a great riding city, and we get. We, I think we're going back to St. Louis. I think we go one more time. I think it's on the next road trip. Yeah, that's a gr- that's a great spot to, to ride. Um, Pittsburgh, another good one. Um, are the the NL Central Chicago not so much? Chicago is a little crowded, so uh, it's a little tougher to to get scooters around. But I gotta feel like I gotta feel like the riders are gonna ride in St. Louis again. So we'll have to uh, keep an eye out for the scooter gang. Uh, I will. I'm still looking to get at some video you guys riding by uh before i let you go i gotta ask you about vado this is you you've seen a lot of his career uh you've seen the this is i kind of call this vado 3.0 not 2.0 because when he first came up he was standing up straight he was hitting for power actually his first major league hit was a home run and then he goes into that mode where he's an on-base machine and now he's back to standing up hitting for power and this run he's on, because how hard it is to hit in Major League Baseball. And Joey Votto, at 37 years of age, decided, you know what? I feel like hitting home runs. I feel like driving in runs now. And he goes out and does it at an elite level. I mean, this is next-level stuff, is it not? Oh, 100%. Uh, I, you know, I think I think you hit the nail on the head like in, in saying that He's decided that he wants to do something. Yeah. Like, that's just how special of a, a player he is. It's like now he's just decided that he wants to do something else, and so he's doing it. It's not like, hey, there's going to be growing pains where I'm trying to figure it out. No, it's going to just click right away, and it's going to be something crazy. You know, and I, 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 I'm going to look back when I'm done playing with Joey, and, I mean, I'm playing with a Hall of Famer right now an active hall of famer which is incredible and and i i I don't want to ever take it for granted um but i think in a way seeing him every day and and being being his current teammate i think that we do a little bit um and not really sit back and think of how special of a player he is i mean i do on a daily basis but even to that level i think is selling him a little bit short um but yeah, what he's doing right now is is incredible, and uh, I, his ability to just I'm gonna go do something kind of thing is is incredible. And uh, if I said incredible enough, um, no, believe I me, think, I, I I called the game last night, and I think I said twin killing three times in one minute, which is yeah, like broadcasting exactly. no no. <laughs> no, it, I'm I, I'm I'm so happy for him. Uh, He's just he, he watching him work on a daily basis is is amazing. Um, he comes to work. He doesn't spend much time in the clubhouse. Goes right to the weight room and gets to work. And it's that way every single day. And it's just it's cool to watch. It makes you want to be better because the guy that 
like I said, is an active Hall of Famer. Um, I mean, if he's working as hard as he's working, it makes you makes you want to get in there and do that much more. So he's a he's a special teammate, man. What he's doing is is nothing short of that. And I love that he's come out of his shell even more. I mean, he's fun to watch <laughs> yes. right now. Yes. I think uh, his inner Jamie Tart is his inner Jamie Tart is awesome. <laughs> is it not? It's the greatest. It He's awesome. got little kids in the stands doing it. It's great. Um, <laughs> it's it's so funny, man, because I just started that show because of Joey, um, and it's so similar. The the stand, the, the crowd last night was chanting Joey, Joey, yeah. Joey, and he hits a homer and points to his name on his back, and he does it on the road and. He, People boo him. It's awesome. It is so much fun to watch. It really is. I want him to start chanting Jamie. 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 Yes. I think we could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna... It's really close to Joey, so I think we could yeah. do it. I think it's... I'm going to do that today. Everyone doing the motion while they're chanting Jamie. Jamie. I'm gonna I'm gonna call him Jamie all day today and just see how long I can go without him getting mad at me. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that's beautiful. I I love it, man. Uh, you guys, uh, it's been a fun team to watch. I I get a lot of feedback from the fan base, and obviously winning breeds you know fun moments and fun teams. But this has really been a fun team to watch, and I, and I applaud you guys. No matter what happens down the stretch here, it's been. Very enjoyable team to watch, and I know you're going to look back years later. is is probably going to be one of your favorite teams, I'm sure. No doubt. I it's funny to me that it, I say every year like this is a really close team, and it's a it's a great clubhouse, which they all have been. That those all have been very real answers. Um, but this one just it, for some re- somehow is better than than anyone that I've played on, and we've had I've played on some some fun teams to be part of. Um, definitely and, and some of my closest of friends but this one I, like you said I, I, i'm gonna look back on and and when i'm done playing and think about how special of a group this is um and special of a group to be a part of and it's as much fun as it's been to watch for you guys it's been that much more fun to be a part of and play play it on and the genuine the genuine care for one another uh that we have is is special um and i think that's why we're going to make a run at this thing and uh and, and continue to play well and uh and make it interesting make it fun here even more fun uh in cincinnati the rest of the summer and into the fall all right keep that guy farmer in line will you i'm gonna try it's really hard to do he's he's having a good season and so his <laughs> his ego oh no is he his ego is about as big as his ballpark is right now. So we'll, I'm going to try to humble him, bring him back down to earth here pretty soon. Well, he's humble on the interviews. I got, I, uh, he's such a outgoing dude, and he's so funny. He's hysterical. <laughs> and when I get him on these interviews, like after games, he's all this humble guy, and he's soft-spoken. I'm like, come on, fans want the real Kyle Farmer. He, he knows what he's doing. He, he's not stupid. <laughs> I know he went to Georgia, but he's not stupid. <laughs> Well, I love it, man, uh, and I love that you came back and you took time for us on a Sunday morning before the game. I'm going to let you go with that in mind, uh, but please, please come back because I i didn't even really ask you about a lot of teammates, and you always have insight, and really appreciate it, man. You're, you're one of uh, – you're a joy. You're a gem. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, no matter where what, – what, what this thing or what happens with this thing, whether I'm here in Cincinnati or whether I'm anywhere else, uh, I'd love to be on the podcast regardless of where I'm at. So 
you always got a uh, a friend in me, Jim, and uh, I appreciate I appreciate everything you do. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Uh, you're the best, and uh, hopefully we're talking in October about some playoffs. Look forward that to that. Sound, that sounds damn good to me. That is Tucker Barnard, everyone. Thanks again for checking us out here. Uh, and, hey, it's good to be a Reds fan right now, is it not? Guys like Tucker Barnard. Till next time, thanks for hanging out with us here on the Jim Day Podcast. We'll see you on down the line. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.